Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. Some states have made some definite improvements in planning this week. Unfortunately, not the state of Illinois. But we get through this last blast and get that through here, the 10-day forecast actually looks dry with moderate temperature. So the next two weeks will be our time to shine. While we're starting later in the race than some other areas, we'll get this crop in and off and running and we'll catch them on the back stretch. I have a couple questions that I'd like to cover today that have come into the office quite a bit and need to maybe be taken care of in this podcast. The first question is the use of starter fertilizer on late planted corn. The question is, you know, should we shut the starter off as the soils warm up as we uh, plant this corn late? Now, this is a good question that that tells me that you understand the fact that phosphate availability is directly tied to soil temperature more than it's even tied to your soil test values. When we look at 25 years worth of starter plots, we see a 7 to 10 bushel uh, average yield advantage. Now, this is an average, of course, swinging from negative responses to over 30 bushel responses. Cold, wet conditions, the response is usually higher. Tough conditions like, for instance, the 2016 Mother's Day Massacre, we showed you starter plots in that 15 to 30 bushel response. As the soil warms up, we typically see less response in yield in our starter plots. The release of soil phosphate um, starts to reduce some of those early season stress. Why we see uh, plot, starter plot response come down some in warmer soils, we still see some of the things that we'd expect from starter, such as earlier pollination. Not uncommon to see six, seven days earlier, and that means that we reach black layer typically five, six, seven days earlier as well. If you have a hybrid that would reach black layer, let's say on September 3rd, without starter, with starter, it may reach black layer already by August 27th. But the main difference may only be, you know, a half a point in moisture, especially if you were taking this corn a little bit earlier, but there may not be as big a swing in yield. We saw that in some of our plots in 2018, where the starter plots yielded from 0 to 10 bushel better, but most were slightly drier as we look at that moisture in the mid-20s. When we get late planted corn, things change, meaning getting corn to pollinate seven days earlier is the equivalent of planting seven days earlier. So with late planted corn, if we're giving up, let's say 1.4, 1.3 bushel per day, and we can increase or uh, move up our pollination window seven days, that's the equivalent of planting seven days earlier. That's 10 bushel right there, which would be on top of the seven to 10 bushel we'd expect to see on that average. Late planted corn is in a race for time, so the quicker we get to pollination, the more time we have for grain fill. As we look at our starter plots on late planted corn, or slow finishing years, for instance like 2008, where we saw responses in that 15 to 30 bushel range. When we talk about averages of 7 to 10 bushel, that is when we're talking about normal planting. What I've done in our 7 to 10 bushel responses is I've actually pulled out all the years where starter was applied late because they're kind of no-brainers. When we're pushing into the end of May, first part of June, 
those late planted years give us some of the biggest responses to starter. Problem is, is those numbers are too high and I think they give us an unrealistic value of starter responses because the late years happen so little of the time. So therefore, I've left them out. When we talk about 7 to 10 bushel, I've taken out all the late years in there because I don't think it, it fits the average. Probably should leave them in, but the situation is we, don't, we just don't see that kind of late planting that often. Now, when we talk about starter fertilizer, I am talking about starter with phosphate in it. I know some of you are putting nitrogen on with the planter and you call it starter. While applying nitrogen with the planter is efficient and it helps keep the corn green during that carbon penalty, it will not have the same effect of pushing maturity like phosphate source starters do. Phosphate is the one main nutrient needed for energy production or essence growth. I'm not saying pull the nitrogen out of your planter if that's your program. What I am saying is don't replace your phosphate starter with nitrogen only as we plant later. Adding nitrogen to your phosphate starter may be a good idea if you've moved your pre-plant nitrogen, your fall anhydrous for instance, to a side dress. If we add nitrogen to the starter, be cautious of how close you get to the seed. Another question that has come in is to deal with insecticide. The question has been, have we had enough water to drown those pesky rootworm? Can I leave the insecticide off uh, at planting? Well, here the answer is no. The window to drown rootworm is right after they hatch. Hatch is driven by insect degree days, which for rootworm is usually the end of May or early June. So in 2018, the hatch started around the 23rd of May and 2016 it started around the 7th of June. At this point, I suspect little damage has been done to our rootworm population. Late planted corn is more susceptible to rootworm damage. Now, rootworm are attracted to the root system by CO2 that's emitted from the root. The root system gives off CO2 in the process of burning sugar for growth. The rootworm larva will pick up on this and they'll move towards the root. The highest concentration of CO2 being emitted is at the growing point at the tip of the root. When rootworm are feeding on the side of a root, it's a scar, but when they're feeding on the growing point, it will stop the downward movement of that main root. We have five sets of crown roots. The first two set up the crop, get it off to a good start. The third set is what we call the big dollar root. That set moves deep in the soil, moves large amounts of water and nutrients into the plant. The fourth and fifth sets, while they do help feed the plant, they're mainly anchor roots to keep this big plant from tipping over. With the third set being our most valuable set, we need to get it as deep and as quick as possible. When we plant late, unfortunately, our third set is on its way down through the soil at the same time the rootworm are making their way to the surface of the soil. And that's usually mid-June. Usually the third set is already deep and as the larvae hatch and feed and make their way to the surface to emerge as a beetle, they will feed along the side of the third set of crown roots. So you'll see scars on it. If the fourth and fifth are on their way down, they will transfer over to those and usually attack them right at the tip of the root. Sometimes you see this damage even on brace roots above the soil and the feeding will be at the tip of the root where the most CO2 is coming off. Now, of course, if we lose the fourth and fifth set and we don't get them deep, we have goosenecked and down corn. 
You guys have experienced that. But if we lose the third set on its way down, we lose our ability to get this crop through the dry areas of July and August. So stay the course with insecticide if you're dealing with rootworm pressure. If your pest team has been telling you that we're seeing more and more feeding, you're in corn on corn, or you saw those beetles, you guys that sent those pictures in of rootworm beetle crawling on your combine window when you're combining beans, especially if you're going in there without a traded corn, you need to stay the course. Now, for the most part, our heaviest pressure, again, is to the south of Hayworth and to the southeast and west portions. But everybody's got to pay attention to their own pressure because I don't know how many pumpkins are growing next door and what your neighboring crops are or whether you had replant issues. But we did not drown them and the risk of rootworm damage is actually going up. Now, don't forget to keep an eye on the corn that is planted as it emerges. The first round of cutworm moss that we captured on March 26th, you're going to start to see feeding on May 12th. The big flight that was caught around the April 14th, they're going to start feeding around May 18th and May 20th. Now, cutworm are cheap and easy to stop, and some of this corn is struggling enough, so don't give up any to the cutworm. The good news about late planting is most of the cutworm will starve to death. I like it when I can bring you good news in the podcast. For those of you guys running a trap line, the research department is going to be shipping you out two new sets of lures for your traps. So throw those in the traps and keep sending those counts in. You help us all a great bunch. Soil testing crew are about to finish up spring testing uh, best they can, and they'll be rolling into summer testing, so don't forget that. Uh, if, you're, if you haven't got your summer testing orders in, get those in with us. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.